Hello. Good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video where we talk about strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I want to talk about the seven must-have tactics of a highly successful digital marketing campaign. You know, I love the the must-have articles. When when you come across those and you see those, it is really hard to get away from those. I know right now, uh, as the NFL season approaches, there are many people who are looking to find who are those must-have players on their team to guide them to their fantasy football league championship. Uh, As I am a fan of fantasy football, I am often... Uh, sucked in by that title when I see an email that says these are the must-have players or these are the must-have-nots, people you don't want to draft on your team. So what are the seven must-have tactics of a highly successful digital marketing campaign? And, And so, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, look, if I absolutely just, if I had to pick my seven things that 100%, I don't care what kind of business I have, if I had a Uh, a dental office, or if I had a bakery, or if I was a hospital, or if I was a real estate agent, it does not matter what kind of business you are in. These are the seven must-have tactics in in, in 2019 and really into 2020. These are the seven things that you must, must have. So number one, is you must have a Facebook, Instagram ad strategy uh, to display ads to your targeted uh, audiences. And when you build your audiences, you need to start with creating a lookalike audience. That's really number one. So what's a lookalike audience? Basically, a lookalike audience is you've got a list of customers who you've got their email addresses. You want to then upload this uh, database and in email addresses into the Facebook ad platform so that Facebook can then go out and match those email addresses with users who are who have their Facebook account associated with that um, email account. Now, obviously, there are going to be people, maybe you're doing uh, B2B relationships, and so you have their business email address, you don't have their personal email address, and that's fine. But typically, if you've got a list of, you know, a thousand or 2000 people, um, you know, at least 40% of of that email list is going to have personal email accounts. And you don't, you don't really need a a massive, uh, you know, data set when it comes to that list. Obviously, the more the better. But what Facebook then does is it looks like it looks at and creates an uh, using its algorithm and its AI and says, okay, go look at the behavior of these people that match this email account and look at what they're liking and sharing and favoriting and look at the trends and create a, a group of that. Then put in the qualifications, your interest-based uh, interests, right? So, You have your list and then inside of there, you're going to put interested in dental services or interested in overnight stays or vacationing 
you know, whatever the relevant uh, lifestyle activities are related to your product or service. Um, number two, as a part of, or part B, if you will, of that Facebook, Instagram um, strategy tactic, if you will, is creating a second group that basically says, okay, if you've interacted with any ads from this account, shared, liked, commented, um, I want you to get put into a second group of people and create a second set of creative that's matched towards that second group setting. So essentially what you've done is you've moved people who have like showed an interest in your brand and moved them into a second category so you can take a deeper dive. That's really moving from the awareness stage of the funnel into the consideration stage of the funnel. Number two, retargeting. Obviously, you must have retargeting. We all know what that is. It's when you go to a website and let's say, you know, if I was looking for, you know, a new pair of dress shoes and I go to a website, I click on the pair of shoes, I leave the website, I go out to some other website or social media, and there I see a digital ad of those same shoes right in my face. That's retargeting. Um, with retargeting, you can create conditional logic so that it says, okay, if they've been to this page of my website and this page of the website, then show them this creative. Or you can say, if they've just been to the homepage, show them this creative. So you can base, you can create this um, conditional logic based on, you know, the, the visits that they've done. So they can either have to qualify um, for, you know, they've clicked here and they've clicked here, or they can have, you know, maybe they just clicked on, you know, or came to your website came to your homepage, came to your contact us page, you may want to, you know, give them different information for that. Uh, okay, so number one is Facebook, Instagram, and uh, ads on that platform. Number two is retargeting. Number three is email marketing. So you want to sync your ad content in with your value-based information for your existing client base and or your prospects. So you want to have um, you know, value added content, you know, um, things that can help them live better, feel better about themselves. Um, it doesn't have to be anything directly related to your product or service, or it can, but just make sure you're not asking for the sale. This is all about adding value, but you do want to sync it along with the ad content that you're running uh, on Facebook and Instagram. So that way you can really kind of get them at their inbox as well as catch them while they're, uh, you know, moving across the social web. Uh, text messaging, while often is not thought of as a digital marketing tactic, it highly is. Now, with your digital marketing campaign, you want to make sure that you pick a, a great platform where you can, um, you know, leverage the right um, timing and length of your, your text message, um, the link capabilities that are built in. You know, you could create a Facebook, Instagram ad that asks people to sign up for your text VIP club so that you can help grow your list so that you can, you know, really leverage that. Um, but uh, text messaging has like a 99% open rate. Like it's ridiculous. So 100% email marketing, easytexting.com is a great platform for that. Uh, number five would be influencer marketing. It is absolutely essential in, 19, in 2019, 2020 to have a Instagram marketing 
uh, in, excuse me, influencer marketing strategy and tactic as a part of your campaign. Because, you know, uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the episode that I had the uh, co-founder of Cloud HQ on, where he talked about what influencers do is they provide an instant trust factor because the people that follow them trust them. And so when you have an influencer who says, hey, I'm going to go here for my vacation stay, or I'm going to go here to buy a car, or I'm going to go here to do my banking, then there's trust built in because of with that person, their personal brand comes with built-in trust. And so when your business has the ability to leverage that personal brand trust with the influencer, your message uh, has a much greater chance of being heard and pay, paid attention to uh, because of the built-in trust that comes with it. Number six is YouTube pre-roll video ads. YouTube pre-roll video ads are the ads. Many times you've probably pulled up YouTube before and an ad starts to run and it says, you know, you can skip this ad in one, two, and it does a little countdown. You can hit the skip button. There are three different types of video um, ads that you can run. And I did a whole series on that uh, a a couple of months ago. uh, So you can check out that uh, uh, YouTube video ad um, platform blog post. But The essential part is you do have the ability to run a 20-second ad based on Google searches that have been done in the past. So let's say you have someone who was looking for, you know, let's say you were a hotel and you wanted to uh, target people who were searching for, um, you know, hotel deals in Tampa for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, or let's say you wanted to you know, target whatever the search criteria was that they were searching for on on the Google platform, on the search platform, you could then show them, let's say you were the hotel, and you could come up with a 20-second ad that talks about the, your great amenities, uh, convenience factors, um, benefits of staying there. You could do a price promotion, whatever that is. But the video that it comes up on could be anything random. It's not triggered on the kind of video that they're watching. It's triggered based on their search criteria. And the difference is that the, the right now, the YouTube pre-roll video platform pricing is, is grossly underpriced compared to the traditional Google AdWord text base. Um, you know, so... Keywords on the YouTube video platform compared to the um, keywords based on the text uh, platform are, you know, just tremendously underpriced, you know. So like we're keywords like dentist and and doctor and, you know, really high competitive bid words, you know, you're literally paying, you know, 10 cents on the dollar, 30 cents on the dollar compared to those keywords on the ads platform um, in text ads versus video ads. So uh, YouTube pre-roll ads, 100%. And and what's great about that is you can get intent-based action. So I know that if I'm putting in, you know, um, you know, uh, deals on lawnmowers, like I intend to buy a car. And so if I am a small, you know, uh, dealership that sells lawn equipment, 
then if I put in that keyword and I'm bidding on it, I have a video, then that's going to be shown to someone that I know that's in the market and is thinking about buying a lawnmower. Um, so that's number six. Number seven is having contextual and segmented creative. Again, I cannot stress enough. There are so many agencies out there who are still operating on a model that is four decades old and is completely out of date. And what I mean by that is, you know, for the last four decades, you know, there was a there was there was this growth period. If you remember back in the 40s where, you know, the radio was, you know, the, the absolute way people found out and learned about things because the television had come around. And then when it did and it became popular, those brands that transitioned from radio to television, you know, really made the jump. Well, now brands need to make the jump from television to the Internet. And I know that seems basic, but on at a large, large scale, it's not happening. You still have this mentality of TV world where the, the, concept, the, the concept is, hey, let's make a single piece of creative. And let's try to make sure that it resonates with, with the largest segments of our brand, of our consumers, right? So we have this one, one particular commercial 30-second spot that we can try to hit as many people as we can, and then we put a big budget behind it. Well, guys, that's four decades old. That's serving vanilla ice cream. When the fact of the matter is, as a society, we have people who love peanut butter crunch and cookies and cream and rainbow sherbet and like Rocky road and all these different types and, and flavors of ice cream. And so in today's digital advertising in, a, in, a, in the, in the most successful campaigns, they will take each one of their, um, you know, segment, uh, they'll segment their audience groups based on these interests and then create creative around each one of those. And it doesn't matter if you have 15 different people of why, 15 different motivations about why someone buys your product or why someone buys your service, or you have different, uh, you know, 15 different segment types within your, you know, total audience, you make 15. If you have 100, you make 100. I mean, we've got a campaign running right now for a client with 179 pieces of creative running right now with a single budget behind all 179 pieces of creative. And, and Facebook's AI is automatically rotating and serving that ad creative to those different groups. The insight and, and, and the data um, that, that comes out of this kind of campaign is extremely valuable and helps us provide better um, recommendations to our client and strategies for the coming months as we continue to see how the market's responding to this massive creative at scale that's contextualized and localized based on interest and uh, location-based information uh, that's part of the target ad set within the platform. So the other piece that comes along with that contextual and segmented content is landing pages that are unique to each one. So if I've got 12 different flavors of ice cream that I'm advertising, you know, that means that when I send someone to the landing page, if I had a picture of a banana sundae in that ad, then the page that I land on, it should have a visual picture of a, a sundae, right? A banana sundae, float, whatever. So the same picture that I see in the visual in the ad platform and where I go when I land, those need to be the same. 
right? You, you create that consistency. We are highly skeptical that we're going to get tricked, that we're going to click on something, we're going to get a virus on our computer, or our phone's going to blow up. You know, we want to make sure that there's that, that, that consistency um, in moving from one to the other. So as you create this, you know, segmented groups, you need to make unique landing pages for each one of these visuals and make sure that you create that, um, you know, feeling of uh, confidence to your potential new client or returning client that they're in the right place and they've clicked on the right thing and they're not being tricked. So those are the seven things. Those are the seven must-have tactics of a successful digital marketing campaign 2019-2020. Again, starts number one with Facebook and Instagram ads running, number two with retargeting, number three, email marketing, number four, text messaging marketing uh, campaign, number five, influencer marketing, number six, YouTube pre-roll video marketing, and then number seven, contextual and segmented creative and landing pages for your ads. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Hope you guys have a great day and tune in tomorrow.